now tuned in to the Sacred Flow Podcast, an open space for topics on holistic health, spiritual growth, menstrual health, relationships, intimacy, and more with your host, holistic health coach, recipe developer, light worker, and light leader, Alicia Camacho. Join the movement so that we may elevate the consciousness of humanity together. Hello, hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to today's episode that is so special, and I'm so excited for you guys to check out what's going to go on because we have such a special guest today. We have Mark Anthony Roman aka the inner trainer who is an online trainer in meditation metaphysics sacred relationship and cosmic sexuality and what makes this so special is we're gonna get a divine masculine perspective on our menstruation on our sexuality and this is going to be so important to connect the men with the woman here so mark thank you so much for being here thank you sister for holding the space and bris appreciate you deeply thank (laughs) you all for being here you know listening in tuning in on the line i just want to say that this is a sacred space and this moment is not a moment in time so for all of us tuning in in this now ever present eternal now moment This is a co-creative space, this womb space, this relationship that we share in this now moment. So this womb, what will we create from it? And I intend for the greatest possible outcomes for all involved. Ah, Peace. Thank you so much. So, Mark, can you tell us a little bit about the work that you do with your clients? Oh, so yes, I am. So my name is Mark Anthony Roman and I am in service to the all, the all spark flowing river through all of us. And so in this work, um, came across several consistent threads where people get stuck, where I've gotten stuck. You know, this is how you realize how to get unstuck and you see people in same similar situations and you help them get unstuck as well. And this was relationships generally and relationships and love. So many misconceptions and conditioning around love, a lack of love, uh, false love, things that are not really love, but egoic attachments that or mental perceptions, mental projections of what we're calling love and the expectations which build around love, those attachments which set us up for suffering, which set us up for added weight into our life, for shame, guilt, regret to build and judgment, all these heavy things that all come around love. You know, we talk about health and wealth generally, right? So when we're going to get wealth, but if somebody does that, the health is, can be limited. And that love we're talking about is self-love, but that love does expand and extend into all situations, into all uh, houses of your life. So just to be very clear from the beginning, when I say love, I'm talking about a universal connection. Every time I say love or aho, aho is a Lakota phrase from a longer phrase, aho metakweyasin, meaning all are related. Mm-hmm. All are related. 
So when I say aho, when I say love, I'm honoring and acknowledging that we all come from the same source. And since we all come from the same source, love, true love is an awareness as is an action as well. So love is the connecting force honoring that we come from the same source. So simply is this, I honor that you and I come from the same source and the love is reinforcing that connection. Division is the other thing. I don't do division. I unify. And even those in division, stuck in division in their minds and their consciousness, we're bringing them all together as well. All is love. So with that being said, this, uh, this path of my life took me along uh, accumulating a whole lot of metaphysical knowledge and uh, philosophy and even science. I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science from Rutgers University. And... Um, that knowledge made me smart, but also made me top heavy, made me headstrong, made me head heavy. My previous brand was muscle mentality, just so you see where I was coming from. So now this knowledge did not become actionized, did not become put into actual use until I had my heart broken open. Mm. Once my heart was broken open, then I realized how much work I had to do. <laughs> so once I'm sure everyone can really receive this or resonate with this, that pain makes you transform. It makes you want the transformation. You may be accumulating a whole lot of knowledge and resources and community, just accumulation, but the action, so much of it, if you, if you felt that first catalyst, that pain that made you say, I want the transformation, and you jumped into it and you were diligent and disciplined because this is a, this is deep. This is soul work. This is something that you realize that there's something uh, lacking in your awareness, not lacking in your existence, not lacking in your being, but lacking in your awareness. And I want to fill in those or make space for the wholeness that we all are. So this was my path. It took me along. Um, I've always been uh, intellectual, but it went along into uh, relationship because I realize this is where our energy leaks largely. Wow. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And I love, wow. you know, the fact that relationships always will start from within first. We can't possibly have a healthy harmonizing relationship with anyone else until we first established that self-love relationship with ourselves. So how do we do that? How do we cultivate this sacred self-love with ourselves? Mm. No. We need to get very clear. Everything else needs to fall away. Everything else needs to go. You need to really clear the space for your life. Make space for yourself. Mm. Space for yourself. Space, energetic space, physical space, mental space, emotional space. You need to feel your spaciousness and allow yourself to feel with every breath that life is filling you up through your lungs, through your ribs, through your lower back, filling your lower back with air, filling your skull, your spine with air with each in-breath and out-breath. This is where it begins, self-care with not the mental perceptions of self-care, is being with yourself, being present to yourself. 
you may be thinking a hundred thoughts and moving into all the things you need to do. And I'm not saying those things are not important, but are you paying it? Are you just sitting with yourself? Right. Just being present. This is where it begins because generally, <laughs> probably always, there's nothing that you need to add to yourself. Mm. There is an unfolding happening. And in this unfolding, you realize there's things you're letting go, letting go, letting go. You have to ask yourself, do you want the truth? I want the truth of who I truly am. So to, to get that, to know that, I, I know that I just need to get everything else out of the way. So once you start letting go of expectations, uh, attachments, hopes, and again, not the mental perceptions of how these present themselves, but just sitting in the moment and realizing what is taking up your awareness, your mental space, your consciousness, and where do they come from? Are they actually coming from you or are they coming from the outside in? This is not something to get mad about. Don't go into the division of somebody's doing this to me. Somebody, wherever it's coming from, it's just interesting. Okay. With the detached observer kind of perspective or the non-attached observer. Oh, that's interesting. That's where that's coming from. Let me breathe, come back to my breath and create space. So how does this is, so I am the inner trainer. I began as a personal trainer. Again, bachelor's degree in exercise science, five years as a personal trainer in New York City. I realized that we need to go deeper. So we had to go within. So this is still training, but now it's inner. So everything I'm guiding and teaching here is from an inner perspective because you always will be here. This is your power point. Once you bring your awareness to the center, all of a sudden you have the ability to magnetize, alchemize, transmute different situations, sit with, enjoy bliss and so many of the situations of life and what's being presented to you. So to answer the question directly, clarification is a dissolving process. Truth will clarify and release things. Truth dissolves untruth. Truth dissolves distortions. The truth is simple. The truth is not complex. The truth is very simple. Truth is a vibrational frequency. You can feel truth. This is when you are in alignment with truth. Mm. And in that sense, you can let go of every, anything that is untrue, but is not in alignment with your truth that is flowing through you in every moment. So if you can tenaciously hold on to this truth, you can let go of everything else that's in the way. And you must trust and eventually know that this is always flowing through you. It's always flowing through you. This truth is always flowing through you. So all you're, you're trying to do is magnify your awareness so it becomes alive in your life. But it's always there, even in small magnitudes. And when you do the work, consistently clarifying this stream, stream your unique fractal of experience that's flowing through you at all moments, at all times, clarify, expand, and magnify this awareness. So it is largely a letting go process so that for what is for you can come to you. What is not for you can go along its way. Beautifully said. 
I can resonate with a lot of what you're saying because I also started off as a personal trainer. And within this work, you definitely do find that like, we got to get deeper in this because when you start to work with clients and maybe you've had this experience, you start to realize just how deeply rooted their issues are and that the work that they truly need is more than just the physical exercise, you know, and now some people I have worked with will take the physical training and allow it to motivate them and allow it to kind of break open that little window so that they can go deeper. But with a lot of it, it's, it needs to go deeper. So thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, within the work that I do and within this podcast, there is a lot of talk on feminine energy, right? Because we are a community of women. But how can we better support each other? How can men and women or just people in general support each other? How can we come to that place of balance within the divine masculine and within the divine feminine? And also too, how can we as women support you as men and vice versa? Yes, yeah, so if you remember when we first met, we met at a healing circle. And at this healing circle, my intention was to awaken sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Because I realized in my, at that time in my life that I didn't have sisters in my life. And what, what, what struck me so strongly was that you know, how you have your own conscious interface system, how you're, you're interfacing with yourself. So the guidance that I received was like, well, because you're always considering a possible relationship. If this person, how would it be with them? Or even, uh, um, yeah, like always considering what could be done with it. And so I came in with the intention to let go of that and just enjoy women as sisters in my life. And so it was. And for men, I feel that this is very important, very important for men to be able to enjoy uh, the women in their life as sisters, to enjoy the feminine grace that uh, all women exude. And every, every woman has their own uniqueness and it adds so much joy and bliss and love to our lives. And so from the women's perspective with, women, with working with women, what I've seen, um, is generally, this comes up more in partnership, but in relationships in in general is being able to trust men. I feel Mm. that being able to trust men is a really big uh, thing that comes up. And it comes up even in the deeper instances of uh, being being able to trust their own clarity. And so this uh, direction and guidance that we receive when in in partnership, in relationship, and everything is relationship. So when we're, you and I here circulating, we're flowing through the information, flowing through the energies, there's a, a giving and receiving, right? So when you're speaking, I put myself in receptive mode and I trust the direction you've given. And when I'm speaking, you put yourself in reception mode and anyone, if you're listening on the line here today, in this now moment, then you're putting yourself in receptive mode to hear or to listen. But um, if you don't trust what you're hearing, then you're not really uh, receiving what's what's there for you. And so I find that the trust is a big thing and, and not it's not invalid. You know, there's been many uh, unpure seeds that have been sown in sacred soil. So mm. 
with women being able to birth what they create uh, physically and energetically. I'm sure every man can attest to when a woman has entered his life, everything catalyzed, everything changed for the greater. <laughs> it just expanded everything in all directions. So this is just a, a uh, testament to woman's power of a, as a creator. I feel that women actually create this world, uh, but men generally are uh, sowing seeds. But we got to be very, very clear on what we're sowing because. So again, getting back to the men, purity of intent, purity of intent. The intention must be very pure for why you're reaching out to her, why you're seeking to connect with her, why you're seeking to. And generally, it's very simple. Intentions, very simple, is love. Again, we all come from the same source. So my actions and my awareness, how can I promote the unification of we're all coming from the same source? How can I promote that in my reality by supporting this woman in this now moment? So purifying that intent so that there's, uh, there's nothing that gets in the way of that love, that true spiritual universal love. So how can, uh, you know, how can the women support their men? Let them know that they are loved. Let them know that they are appreciated. Let them know that, uh, you know, your presence is dear, is cherished. Let them know that they are king that they are, uh, they're seen and they're appreciated. And, um, and also for women, don't settle because women don't settle for less than what you see. Maintain your standard and allow, uh, allow the men to rise to that standard. But don't settle because what you're actually creating is, uh, is a disappointment in the making. And uh, you'd ultimately be disappointing yourself. And for the men, uh, if you're seeking to get into a relationship or partnership with a woman, only go in when you feel that clear resonance. When you feel that, my brother Shalom, he shared with me, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And this is not personal. <laughs> if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. But I feel that a lot of men, especially along my path, will go in there just because we know we can. And because of that, the charge or the spark isn't always there. It wasn't as full spectrum, clear source alignment that will actually keep us going there again and again and again. I know that a woman, when she feels that hell yes in her man's heart and in his eyes, she feels safe. She feels grounded. She feels secure. She can trust. So men, the purity of intent, there's a clear alignment. There's a clear resonance. And when you go in there, you're supporting. And so um, I'm speaking to many dimensions and levels of relationship because they're all interconnected. If you can understand the partnership and the deep intimacies of when I go in with, when it's just one-on-one, -on -one, it's just you and I, and we're going in deep into these uh, intimate spaces. And we've, we experience the triggers and the roadblocks and the obstacles that come up when, and the fear, essentially, the fear of being this close, the fear of being this intimate. You see how that fear can play itself out on grander spectrums when we're talking about friendships and we're talking about work relationships and we're talking about creative relationships and we're talking about family relationships. It's the same thing. Either love is flowing or something's in the way. And so 
uh, let's get what's in the way out of the way. So uh, if you remember also just the, the love right before, you know, um, I left New York to move to Virginia and there was the singing of the men singing for the women, oh, the feminine and the, the women singing for the men, oh, the masculine. And this back and forth was so cherished. It was so sacred. It was so, it was so beautiful to, to feel each side elevating, man elevating woman and woman elevating man. It's this mutual celebration and appreciation of each other. And uh, it was, this is what I'm talking, this is, this is essentially, how can we support each other? Celebrate each other, cherish each other, appreciate each other and understand each other. You need to know, know each other for for the and I mean knowing yourself truly but 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 <laughs> once you know yourself to a you know a, a stable stable grounds then being able to appreciate and cherish and celebrate all those in your experience and being able to really understand this connection between man and woman it does go deep all of the symbolism you see around you that pertains to metaphysics esoteric spirituality it's generally talking about the male and the female component and how they unite and the sacred marriage that everything is made, everything is created. <sighs> I just needed to take a deep breath with that because oh, I don't know if anybody else got goosebumps while listening to that, but I definitely did. To my beautiful ladies, I hope you are listening and that you have heard what this divine being has shared and to the men, take notes. <laughs> Let's all take notes. You know, that that was just so beautiful. And I think it is so important to make sure that we hold ourselves and others to that sacred being. You know, we're all sacred beings. And I think sometimes we forget that and we forget to treat ourselves as such and then in turn forget to treat others as such. So... Can we get into this divine masculine perspective on what we go through as women? Because sometimes as women, it's very easy to feel like, man, men don't understand us. Men don't know what we go through. And to an extent, yes, this is true. Men don't actually get certain things like periods or pregnancy or give birth. But I do feel like there is still an understanding um, that can be had between the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So what is that like? What is that perspective like? Mm -hmm. So the subtle natures of how this plays out is always happening. But to really get a clear illustration of how this plays out, we need to go deep into the intimacy factor. Because this is where you start to understand, okay, I need to understand my role as a man and I need to understand my role as a woman. Because when we go deep into intimacy and I, and again, to be clear, I'm trained in a cosmic sexuality perspective from universal meditation from uh, the Honorable Shalom Melchizedek, who's a, a brother, a mentor, a guide for myself. And so in this work, there is a uniting or a union between the man and woman and two spirits becoming one, two souls becoming one, two flames reuniting. And in this work, what becomes very apparent for myself from the masculine perspective is that 
the orgasmic alignment that woman experiences directly, directly to the source is, is unparalleled. It's unparalleled. Man experiences his orgasm through woman. When we're mm. talking about cosmic orgasmic alignment, man experiences his orgasm through woman. Woman is naturally multi-orgasmic, mm. naturally. So what he's experiencing, when he's going deeper into the intimacy with her, is he's experiencing that energy through her. So if you can understand this principle, then you start to understand why, okay, when I show this for, for all the women, when I show up into a man's life and I decide to start uh, sharing my energy with him, why his whole life does change. Mm. He's experiencing it through me. This may also show us why men relative to women generally will be more stoic and appear more balanced in a sense. Woman is experiencing so much sensory energetic emotional stimulation on another level and i'm not saying that man does not have this feminine energy it is the feminine that is birthing within man to even resonate with what's happening within woman but at the same time there are levels and magnitudes to what we're speaking of and so woman receives that energy directly man will Feel it coming first. He'll see it coming first. And so that's, this is why he prepares. This is why he also must retain his semen. So all of these are symbolic. Retaining semen is symbolic of retaining any wasteful energy. That This is vital energy. Don't waste it. How mm -hmm. does this play out in the metaphysics of our daily experience? If you have relationships that need to be clarified when you're working with a woman, then clarify those relationships. Because if not, you're spilling, you're spilling semen, essentially. Those are seeds you're planting in, in places that isn't growing anything. Mm. So you're wasting your own energy. Now, getting back into, the, into that intimacy, when man goes in, he does have to have a purity of intent, a purity of heart. He wants to reach her, not for his own, not for his own uh, uh, needs. It's for a greater intention that he's, he wants to reach or he wants to align with source, the source of all, source of creation. However, for however you call it, for everyone listening on this line, I'm talking about the first cause, that first field where it all comes from and all continues to exist with and where all energy comes from, this living awareness, living energy. So he goes in with that intention. She must trust him. If she doesn't trust to receive him, this circulation stops or it stutters or there's there's a spark or discharge, okay? And so we're interrupting the circuitry. We're interrupting the circulation. So woman's power. <laughs> woman's power is... Uh, just really observe your life and see how women bring a freshness to everything. There will be 30 people on a block and you'll only look at the women. There will be a party and it's only fun when women are there. <laughs> even if, even if only women are throwing the party, 
<laughs> it's only yeah. fun when the women come. <laughs> yeah. So there is this uh, this potential, this sacred uh, space that women hold. And we got to take it all the way deep into that women are the portal for which souls come through into the physical reality. Mm. So this can give you another sense of the, the burden or the mantle that they carry gracefully. But this can also indicate when we're trying to understand one another, what is, what is the responsibility that we carry? What is sacred space? Sacred comes from a larger word, consecrate, to make sacred. Mm -hmm. If I consecrate a space, it means that I'm clearing the space and I'm holding a certain resonance. What kind of space am I holding? For every man holding space for women, the space that you hold for women, let it be sacred. For every woman, when men are holding space for you, be clear about what you're creating in those spaces. Be clear about what you're receiving. Be clear about, do you want to show up? This is happening now. This is not the time to joke. This is not the time to, to play around with something. This is real life. This is really happening. This is really happening. So understanding each other does begin with understanding this, uh, the deep intimacies of what happens. If, we've, if anybody's ever been sexually intimate, if anybody's ever been in a relationship that even wasn't sexually intimate. But if you can even just observe nature and observe the soils and the seeds, this is what we're talking about, soils and the seeds. When you <laughs> cultivate that soil and when you plant proper seeds, you continue to water and cultivate it. Eventually you'll have flowers, you'll have trees, but you got to focus on the soil, focus on what you're, you're, uh, you're tilling, you're plowing, you're, uh, maintaining this is husbandry right wow I don't know how many times I said wow but I truly do feel like I'm at a loss for words and I am so honored because I feel like the world needs this the world needs this beautiful divine masculine perspective because sometimes what we can see in men is toxic masculinity where it's taking that divine masculine energy and turning it into something that's very dense and very hard, hard. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. You. Now, in regards to us as women, with our cycles, our periods, our hormones that literally fluctuate, every few days, every few weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Now, for my ladies, you know I talk about this constantly, how sacred it is. But I wanna hear from you all about, you know, what it's like um, experiencing that, being on the end that you are on. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you for the honoring, sister. <laughs> And I, and I do want to say that um, for, for you listening on the line, you know, for all of you listening, if there are any women, generally when I speak, I do hear this, uh, this thread of pessimism that why aren't there more men like this out there? 
Um, I don't ever find men like this. And I want to, I want to let you know that this is a vibrational frequency that is moving through your field and there is a resonance. And so celebrate what's coming through right now because it means you're getting closer. Mm. For you, you to even find yourself here in this now moment, it means you're getting closer to aligning it. Maybe you have it in your life already. Celebrate it so it magnifies even more. So with that being said, as from a divine masculine perspective, and it's not even me, it's what I'm connected to. It's Absolutely. really more, it's really more of a, it's available to all of us. I'm sure there's people in our lives that it's not even about them, it's the energy that's coming through them. So with that being said, the, the my experience with this divine masculine perspective and uh, experiencing a woman during the, the moon cycle, it is, uh, and I mean, every month is a new moon. So if you've ever experienced new moon energy and full moon energy and notice the differences, you'll have an understanding of what you are, uh, what, you're, what you're dealing with, what you're dealing with. Why is there a moon cycle? Why is there a period? Why is there a, uh, a phase of building up and releasing, building up and releasing? And uh, I feel that the birth process is understanding. Essentially, the physical structure is getting ready for birth. But this is also a metaphysical process that's happening where you have opportunities to create. And so to have a birth, you must also have a process of death. There's a balance. You got to have an ability to, to grow something and to release something. So we'll talk about the waxing and waning moons, right? Bringing something into your life and letting it go on the way out. Um, you have this uh, luteal phase within the woman where it's growing and then finally menstruation happens and it's letting go. Right? And you even have the blood on the way out signifying that there's a release happening. So with that being said, we can understand, uh, understand this. There's a birth happening every moon. Hmm. And uh, in between, there's a laboring process. And if you know what it feels like to be in labor, then you can understand what a woman is experiencing every month, every moon that every moon she's going through a labor process and so this is why it needs to be very clear about what you're bringing into your life because what you're birthing is a result of all the energy that's turning within you it's turning within you turning within you mm. and for the men to hold the space of clarity so that woman can experience and explore this space as she chooses because this is an exploration don't get me wrong this is an adventure that we're in. This is a magnificent oh, yeah. adventure. And there's all these uh, facets and parameters for how it plays out, but it's, it's truly a, a sacred adventure. And so with that being said, this journey of what are we creating? What are we bringing into our lives? Is, uh, it, does, it is centered around the woman. <laughs> and woman is, uh, even as I look at you now, it's just, radiating pleasure and abundance <laughs> <laughs> give thanks give thanks 
if things for our women and if we if we treat them right correct then we can radiate pleasure and abundance into our lives so getting us forward back forward to the moon cycle the new moon and the full moon the new moon if you ever so this is i'm speaking to the meditators the ones who tune in during these spaces the ones who tune in to uh, maybe their own sacred rituals i'm speaking to those who are attuned into those arts of, of uh, just being in tune with the planet the sun and the moon and the stars essentially which is where all knowledge comes from yeah. so what i've experienced with the new moon and the full moon each moon feels like a gate and it feels like the full moon gates the gates in the sky there's a certain energy coming through and it seems like those signs in the sky correspond to what kind of energy is coming through at that time so you could say that there's uh spirits and beings that funnel through at certain times like it's just it's on and we're here and whoever resonates with a certain level or vibrational frequency or harmonic of what that energy is coming through this is what they embody so this is why words like lunatic come up luna luna meaning the moon why so many uh crazy things can happen on full moons be based on what people are receptive to it just means that the energy is heightened this is also why many plants are picked on full moons because mm -hmm. they 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 uh, unfold in a certain way this is why some aren't picked on full moons because there's certain uh, compounds within them that we don't want when when they're birthing so a new moon then would be the soil process it would be the what am i planting in what am i planting in what am i planting in new moon and the the woman's moon cycle i feel are very synonymous there's a, a letting go and a clearing into what are we creating for this next phase and so with that being said, if you if you've tuned into what a day feels like on the new moon, it can feel kind of like lawless. It's just all over the place. And uh, depending on where you are in your own vibrational frequency, but everybody's you know place is different and what we're experiencing. But just generally what I feel universally is that the new moon energy is is something that membranes is the best way i can explain it if you have membranes around your energetic field you need to be even more clear about penetrating through those membranes with your own force of clarity your force of desire your force of spirit penetrating through these membranes so for women generally they would have this time to penetrate through their own membranes of self and achieve the clarity that they need to be very clear about what they're creating hopefully a man would be there just to hold that space for her and say, you know, I got this, you, you know, go forth and take the time that you need. And, um, and she receives him and she goes and she does what she needs to do. And so what does she need to do? She needs to be very clear on what, on what's coming through her at this time. A lot is coming through her. And so she wants to breathe. And this is a laboring process of so breathing deep, releasing, letting go. And this clarity is, of the purpose of aligning to truth. That truth is a frequency you wanna to hold to tenaciously, not just receiving anything, but receiving the clarity of truth. What do I wanna create in my life and what is true to me? 
And I don't want shadows of the truth. I want what's real. I only want what's real. I only want what's real. I want the truth and hold into this tenaciously. This is what I would encourage women to do during their new moon time. There can be ritual and intention about, but the ritual is just very clearly, just very clearly about connecting to self and aligning with source. If you can keep it around these fundamental simplified constructs, not putting too much doctoring it up, keeping it very clear, very simple. So with, with all of this being said, um, you got to understand that there's going to be a lot of energy. There's going to be a lot of opportunities to get lost in the illusion. There's going to be a lot of opportunities to, to uh, be inconsistent in our energy. Remember that what you create, you need to maintain resonance energetically, vibrational frequency wise with the level of what you've attracted. So you need to maintain what you've created. And so being very consistent and clear, clarity, above all else, clarity. If you can continue to find clarity during your new moon phase, and if man can uh, encourage clarity during those new moon phases, then so be it. The Honorable Priest Kailash in St. Lucia, where we went to, he's a great herbal physician, where we went to host our retreat. We have our next one in June. His vegan restaurant called Liberty, the women get seven days, 50% off, seven days, no work during their moon cycle every month, seven days, 50% of their salary. So this yeah. is honoring that women have a sacred duty to perform and let us support that. This is very important. This is very important that we all get to enjoy in what woman is creating because what she's creating is going to be alignment with for all of us. This is going to be the greatest thing for all of us. Okay, so um, yeah, and, and in so many words, this would, uh, this would be the most tenacious thing you want to hold to. You want to hold to a tenacious clarity, cosmic clarity, cosmic levels of clarity, penetrating through everything. Don't get stuck on anything. Clarity, stay clear, stay sharp, stay balanced, no matter what. I love that. And it's also a reminder, ladies, to look at what your body is already telling you. And Mark touched upon this beautifully. When we bleed, our body's literally letting go of something that it no longer can make use for. So how can we take that and integrate it into a deeper level? Well, what we can do is look at our life and see what are we holding onto in our life, in our heart, in our spirit, that literally is no longer serving a purpose. And during our period is the perfect time to do this. It, it can almost be like a purge. You know, if you set that intention and you want to make it a ritual for yourself, that every time you get your period to just do a complete reflection on what you've been going through to see what you can let go of, that is so powerful to do it during this time. And I love that you brought up the luteal phase because the luteal phase is the phase right before you get your period. That's like that 14-ish days before you get your period. And this is also when things can kind of stir up a little bit and feel a little intense or a lot of intense because I've been there. And this is when we typically see things like PMS and bloating and pain and discomfort. But it can also be looked at as a time to prepare you for the big release that your body is just about to do. So, wow. Yes. So powerful. Yes. And can you talk to us a little bit about 
the indigenous tribes and Mm -hmm. how they view women. Yes. Um, Woman, again, is very sacred, needing to be uh, held sacred in sacred space and protected and guarded and guided. And um, not just guided, but just uh, really hold a sacred space for, you know. And so different, I will say that the indigenous traditions across the world, they're all generally, from what I've seen, they're very connected to the land. Mm -hmm. So understanding the power of being connected to the land and realizing that woman is is uh for all intents and purposes like is your land that is your earth so with that being said um an understanding of the sacredness of the land and then it's just a very natural easeful clear connection to see that woman is is also uh is also of the land like just like the land receiving and birthing so much abundance and beautiful uh creation so what i've experienced in in uh, Colombia with the Arhuaco tribes, they are the, the uh, there's four tribes of the Sierra Nevada, which are the Colombian coastline. They're the highest coastline mountains in the world in Colombia. And so there's four of these tribes, the Wiwa, the Conquamo, the Kogi, and the Arhuaco. And we stayed with the Arhuaco and their spiritual leaders are known as the Mamos. And the Mamos are all men, while the women, the the elders, the women elders are known as the, the sagas. And so the, uh, the mamos can only be a mamo if they are married. They can only be a mamo if they're married. And this is something that even before I went to Colombia, I realized that it was coming up was that until you really have a strong foundation and understanding partnership and the what comes up within you and in another in the depths of intimacy and eradicating those fears and bringing in love. And so you understand those levels of things. Being a spiritual teacher or a teacher in any sense will always feel a little bit ungrounded because that foundation, deep, deep foundation within self needs to be established. So they understood very clearly that and if you're going to be a mamo, a spiritual leader, you need to have a, a, uh, a wife. And if you don't have a wife, you cannot be a mamo. So, and the training to be a mamo is actually very vigorous. The mamos would a, uh, highlight or indicate a newborn infant from, from birth that this has, they have the potential to be a mamo. Then from ages zero to nine years old, they keep them in a dark room. And in this dark room, they get just enough light so that they don't go blind. But they're only fed white foods, white rice, white flour, white bread, these type of things. And they're kept in this dark room so that they develop at a very young age, their inner sight, that sense of sight, that sense of seeing. And then from nine years on, their training continues. There's much to learn. Right. So a mamo, I think, generally becomes a mamo and like a full fledged mamo, I think, in his 30s, something like this or maybe 40. But um, he must be married. He must be married. And his wife must also be menstruating. She must have her moon, her period. And the reason being is that for the tribe, 
it is very important that we have the ability, the especially the mamos, the leaders, have the ability to harness the power of the moon and what woman is bringing through so that the good of the tribe can continue. And so this is understood amongst all in the tribe. So when woman does uh, stop menstruating, he will take another wife, one who is menstruating. And so this is for the purposes of aligning for the greatest possible good of the tribe. Because when you're talking about uh, living on the land, you know, this is, uh, you know, there's no uh, social support services the way that, you know, the, these, the society has it set up. There's just, there's just us in the land and we're going to do our best. And so with our best, you know, woman does her sacred duty and man uh, cultivates that and holds space for that as best as he can, right? So um, this is just one of the traditions that I've come in, uh, in contact with, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. But I do know that just across the world in the indigenous tribes, there's always a stage and phase of initiation into being an older, uh, recognizing that once you start menstruating, you're not a, just a girl anymore. You are a powerful woman that has this. So when we're talking about power, power, power needs to be managed. Power can heal or it can hurt because of negligence or because of ignorance. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you, maybe your intent's not pure, right? So it needs to be managed because power is like putting your finger in an electrical socket. It's it's power. It's it's this is not a judgment thing. This is just clear energy. So we need to manage and guide this and route this energy for the highest possible good, which is love. So what we're speaking of is when woman or girl, when a girl becomes a woman by that menstruating age, there's an initiation across so many, so many traditions. It's still preserved in the quinceanera today, right? There's still um, Native American tribes have their initiation of becoming a woman. Um, man, so many, the bat mitzvah, you know, oh, so many. And then so even on the man's side, there's an initiation recognizing you're not just a boy anymore, you're becoming a man, right? And there's certain constructs or the archetype of what it means to be a true divine divine man and so a sacred masculine so with this being said there's an awareness within the indigenous tribes that and truly we can all be indigenous just by paying attention mm. if you really pay attention to your life and you act accordingly just they spend all day paying attention this is what I realized when I went to Colombia and stayed with, with the uh, Arwakos. It was a big group of us, about 50 of us. But we just, uh, they have a culture of deep silence. And you can sense that they're looking and listening, not with their physical ears and eyes. Hmm. And they're paying so much attention. And when you pay that much attention, there's uh, nothing you won't miss. And so um, if you pay attention to yourself, to your cycles, to the people in your life, there's nothing you won't miss. This is uh, the characteristics of an indigenous awareness, being present, presence, paying attention. And then you realize how sacred life is. So there's levels to this, but um, 
You know, there's many lineages of paying attention for several hundreds and thousands of years. So we give thanks for them for maintaining that, preserving those traditions. But you can start right now, wherever you are, just pay attention, be very aware. Mm. I love that. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) So much gratitude for your expressions and to also just show that there are men out there like this, I promise. There are. And if you do find that you're attracting toxicity into your life, it could also be a reflection of your internal state and what you're going through in your own pain. So I thank you so much for being here and showing what the divine masculine is. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Can you please tell the beautiful people where they can find you, social media, website, everything? Yes, Aho. You can find me on uh, Instagram at The Inner Trainer. You can uh, join my online school at theinnertrainer.com. And uh, you can really embed yourself in these divine masculine and divine feminine teachings and orgasmic living which is my course, an online six-week course, which to be orgasmic, it is a sacred union between the masculine and feminine forces within and around us. So I teach bliss is what occurs when these two forces come together, when this marriage comes together. But the peak of bliss is orgasmic. It is ecstatic. It is ecstasy. And so orgasmic living is where you can find me in if you're ready to go all the way and uh, be initiated into love and bliss, then we're here. Now we're here. I am eternally grateful to be in your presence and to feel your energy. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for those who are listening to be able to just feel all of this healing and these frequencies that are just so activating. (laughs) Thank you so much to everybody that has listened on today's episode. I am so grateful for all of you who are listening. Yeah, and who are ready to make this change and to dive deeper than they've ever gone before within their journey and in their healing and in their connection to source and unconditional love. So until next time, beautiful, beautiful beings, thank you so much for listening. Mm